You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Game time with Boomer Esiason. Today's guest is three-time Pro Bowler and Sammy Baugh Trophy winning quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. Today's special guest holds the Raiders franchise records for both passing yards and touchdown passes. The three-time Pro Bowl quarterback says, I believe God gave me the talent to play this game, and I'd be sacrificing those gifts if I didn't give my best every single day. It's my pleasure to welcome in Las Vegas quarterback Derek Carr. Derek, welcome to game time. It's great to see you, my friend. Yeah, great to see you too, Boomer. Thanks for having me. So you said uh, that the 30 is the new 20 and that you could see yourself playing another 15 years at a league. Are you true? Is that true? I definitely, I definitely feel that way. You know, my body uh, definitely feels that way. I don't know if my wife and kids will let me play that long, but, uh, (laughs) but I definitely, just the way that we train, the way that we eat nowadays, uh, you know, I just feel uh, this is the best I've ever felt. So hopefully it continues. Uh, We'll see. But uh, yeah, I definitely feel uh, confident where I'm at. And I would imagine seeing Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger play well into their late 30s and into their 40s in some cases, that that's a, a pretty good uh, guide for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you see, you know, there's no more, like when you were playing, there's no more three-a-days, full pads, you know, there's no more, <laughs> uh, you know, craziness, right? I mean, you literally get a day off every other, you know, every three days in training camp, which is nuts even to me coming from eight years ago, which is crazy. But, you know, I think... The way that we do things now, the way they take care of our bodies, especially the way they take care of quarterbacks. I mean, they're not even allowed to land on us when they hit us anymore. You know, so uh, you definitely you definitely have the confidence. Obviously, you got to stay healthy and all that. But uh, seeing those guys do it uh, gives you confidence that you can do it, too. Have you thought about what a 17 game season is going to feel like? Uh, you know, I have. You know, I, I, I thought that they would do at least two bye weeks, you know, uh, within the season. Um, 17 games is a lot. And. If we give them 17, they're going to come for 18 someday. You know, that's just how it works. And so, um, you know, we we have 17 games that are that's going to happen. But I think the the more that they do that, they got to add bye weeks. I know they're giving us one, no, no, one less preseason game. Uh, but that was already kind of a bye week for everybody, you know, the starters at least. And so I think I think adding a bye week within the season, I think would would be more well-received by the players. In theory, and I know this, uh, you know, and your brother obviously is an app, my side of the business now, and, and you obviously watched him growing up and everything and were around him as an NFL player. But in theory, you know, Pittsburgh has got the toughest schedule going into the season. Unfortunately for the Raiders, you have the second toughest schedule and probably due in large part to the division that you play in. Uh, do you ever look long-term or do you just always try to keep it simple and worry about the next game at hand? I have never never paid attention to the strength of schedule stuff because 
I learned really uh, very early on that uh, no team is the same year after year. You know, it's always different, you know, whether it's harder, the schemes, especially in New England, they're always, you know, it's the same coach, but they run different schemes here and there, you know, especially on base downs, you know, so you got to get used to that. But I don't get used to, I haven't paid attention to that in a long time because I learned, you know, even some of those teams that are, quote unquote, ranked in the 20s and 30s, that those sometimes are the surprise teams and have the best defenses, you know, so I just try and keep it one week at a time. And uh, I've I've just based what I see on film and what I experience on the field. And I kind of use that as my gauge. All right, that is great. All right, we're just getting warmed up with the great Derek Carr. Stay with us as game time continues right after this. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and this season new customers can bet $1 on any NFL game and get $200 automatically. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code GAMETIME and place your bets now. The promo code is GAMETIME. But people want a rooting interest. That's really why they're watching. They want to root for something, whether that's your hometown team or you know a particular player that you like. And what wagering and fantasy sports do is it gives you a rooting interest in such a wider array of players, of games, of outcomes. Um, and that really makes the, the thing more exciting. That's why we're all watching sport to begin with. And being able to take every moment of every game and make it exciting in the same way it would be if your hometown team was, you know, on the goal line trying to win the Super Bowl. I think that's really what wagering in fantasy sports does, and that's why I've always loved it. Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. Welcome back to Game Time, everyone. Derek Carr's oldest brother, David, was the first overall pick back in the 2002 NFL Draft, starting with the expansion Houston Texans. And, and you know, and I've been reading about you and David and your relationship and, and how impactful he was for you and what a kickstart he gave you as, as a young quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here today without him. You know, I what I got to experience and what you know, Dom Capers um, and Charlie Casually, Mr. McNair, allowed me to do when I was a 12 year old kid at that facility in Houston, you know, they allowed me to be around, they allowed me to listen and learn and, you know, do the quarterback drills with my brother, with Chris Palmer, you know, as the coach and Tony Banks and Dave Ragone as the quarterbacks, you know, I just, I had such an experience that not a lot of kids get to have. And so to me, making it to the NFL was just normal. Like, oh yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You know, like it was something like, yeah, everyone does. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, I'm always going to be thankful to my brother for that experience because it made it seem like it was possible. And uh, I'm thankful for that. But what he's taught me along the way as a quarterback and as a man has has kept me here. And it's been awesome. You know, it was interesting. Uh, your brother got sacked. I think it was 76 times his rookie yeah. season. And he was like a sacrificial lamb. And I don't maybe you can give us a little enlighten us on this. You know, what kind of impact did that or negative impact did that have on David's career? You have to have all the pieces working together. And if if you don't have a line up front, I've learned it's hard to move the football. It's hard to get first downs, you know, second and long and third and long in the NFL is, you know, darn near impossible sometimes. And so, you know, to, you know, be in that situation, I always felt bad for him because, you know, when he went to New York and he'd have a chance to play, he'd light it up. You know, he, he did great, you know, or he went to Carolina and had a chance and, you know, they come back in fourth quarter comeback and he wins a game. And I'm like, man, what could have been if he just went to an organization that was already in place, you know, had, had some things already in place. But 
you know, we, he doesn't regret any moment of it because he has great relationships and, you know, it was very, and it felt very good to him, you know, and all those things. But I, I, as a brother, I was like, man, he's to this day, the most talented thrower of a football I've ever been around. You know, I've never seen someone with a stronger arm or more accurate or tougher, you know, stronger in the weight room. The guy was a freak and uh, I always feel bad, but I think that because of what he went through, he, he, he just poured into my life so much so that uh, maybe along my journey, I, you know, could, could learn and you know be on top of protections and more of this, more of that, and it's helped me in my career. You followed your brother to Fresno State, and you were known as Little Card Fresno State. It didn't start off all that great for you, though, however, did it? No, it didn't. You know, I graduated high school early because I thought I was going to be the starter. You know, I, I went in, compete, obviously competing and all that, and I thought I won, and I thought I was going to be the guy, and Pat Hill said the best thing for me as a player was to wait. And a little kid, 18 years old, doesn't want to have patience. You know, I didn't want 19. I didn't want to have patience. And uh, I'm, but I am thankful to Pat because it allowed me to get my body ready, it allowed me to mature, it allowed me to get my my life right and ready before it was my time to take over. Because I don't know how I would have handled the success early on. You know, I don't know if I was ready. You know, as a kid that at that age. So I'll always be thankful to Pat Hill for making me wait because when I did wait. He, he brought in some weapons for me, obviously, you know, and Devontae and all those guys. All right, we'll return to De- with Derek Carr right after these messages. Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford Tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. In August of 2013, as Derek Carr was preparing for his senior year, Fresno State admits a growing Heisman Trophy campaign. He and his wife, Heather, had their first child, a 7-pound, 10-ounce boy that they named Dallas. Six hours later, admits all the euphoria of their son's arrival, doctors discovered a medical problem that only emergency surgery could repair. So let's go back in time, uh, Derek, tell me what that was like for you and your wife, Heather, and just everything that you were dealing with at such a young age because you were still in college. Yeah, it was right before right before my senior year. It was during training camp. Obviously, the you know, I was off, just off a two-a-day, got home, about to fall asleep, and my wife's water breaks. And so you have that excitement, right? You're about to be a dad and uh, your first little boy and all those kind of things. And then the surgery, you know, he's rushed to the hospital and all these kinds of things. And I just... Uh, I didn't know what to think, you know, because one, I didn't know how to be a dad. I had no clue what I was doing. You know, you're trying your best, you know, and all those things. But at the same time, I had to be a great husband uh, and strong, I should say, for my wife, because obviously the emotions of giving birth and now your son's being taken away to a different hospital and all that. So uh, I don't wish that for anybody, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we have a a very successful story. I'm thankful that we got to take our son home a month later and uh, and all those great, wonderful people at Valley Children's Hospital helped us. How did that change your perspective on football and life? It definitely, it definitely showed me because everything leading up to that about everything about my life was everything anyone in my life was helping me with football. So everything was pointed towards football. You know, everything was going to practice, working out, eating right, this kind of thing, lift that, practice, throw this. And at that moment, I realized how much I didn't care about that at all. And and and, and I mean that in a way that nothing 
could change the fact that my son was laying in a hospital bed. You know, nothing could change, like no amount of lift, nothing I could do physically. And it put a perspective on my life that, you know, my, my faith, my family are the most important things to me. And I won't sacrifice those things for football. Now, that doesn't mean I give anything less. I've given this game everything I have, literally. And, uh, and I'll continue to do that until I'm done. But it really put a perspective for me on life that I better make sure that I'm a great husband and a great dad every single day before I'm a great football player. You know, you're the uh, almost becoming the Raiders version of Philip Rivers. You have four kids. Uh, he has nine. Uh, you have three other kids. Tell me about them. Yeah, so I uh, that's one thing I don't compete with Philip at. We're done. So Philip, <laughs> okay. Philip, Philip wins that one. <laughs> he can have that. But, you know, yeah, we have uh, Dallas is our oldest, Decker, and then Deacon. So we had three boys, and we – we tried for a fourth and finally got our little princess. So Brooklyn, Brooklyn May, she's eight months old. We finally, finally got our little girl. <laughs> More with Derek Carr right after this. This year, DraftKings once again did have wagering in some fantasy sports competitions for some of the Olympic events. Um, there are some that are not approved by regulators for wagering and some that just don't make sense. They don't work really well as a fantasy sport. But events like basketball certainly work great as a fantasy sport, very popular for wagering, and many other Olympic events did as well. Um, and I think over time, there'll be more and more comfort in some of them that are more amateur for the regulators to allow wagering, but not every event was approved by every state this year. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. Welcome back, everyone. Like the autumn wind, Derek Kaw is a Raider. Now in his eighth season with the black and silver, he claims that he would rather retire and play golf than abandon the pride and poise boys. So I hear this all the time. You know, I play for the Jets, the Cardinals, and of course the Bengals. We don't have the mystique that the Raiders have. What is this so-called mystique everybody talks about, Derek? It's just family, you know, and I've been through the highs here. I've been through the lows here and there's something about this place that makes me just say, I don't want to be anywhere else. It, would it be easier somewhere else? Maybe, you know, would it be, you know, you know, easier to play or go somewhere else? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I've had, I've had many of my buddies, you know, you know, trying to tell their head coaches, GMs, they're like, dude, we, we'll get you, we'll trade for you, all these kind of things. I'll be like, Honestly, bro, it sounds great, but I, I want to be here. I want to win here. You know, I think, um, if I went somewhere else and won it, awesome, great, that'd be fun. But if we could win a Super Bowl here, with everything that we've been through and everything that I've I've seen, I could write a, an amazing book. Definitely a number one yeah. seller on the things I've seen in my time here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think it would just be so much more special to just just to do it here and and then ride off and play golf. You've had three head coaches in your eight year career. Dennis Allen, of course. Uh, you've got Coach Gruden right now. I mean, when you think about the instability around you, uh, are you frustrated by what you've had to deal with? You know, early on, like as a young whippersnapper, I'd say, you know, you get frustrated and think the world has to revolve around you and all this kind of stuff. And and sometimes I felt like I was, you know, rightfully in the right place, right frame of mind thinking that way. But I've gotten to the point now where I don't I don't need a perfect situation. I've just kind of just taken that ownership that maybe it won't be perfect. Maybe it'll never be perfect. You know, I, I don't know what that looks like. But what I am thankful for is I'm thankful for Coach Gruden. I'm thankful for this organization. 
through all of the changes, sticking with me and giving me the chance to be their quarterback because be, waking up every day and being the quarterback of this place uh, is a dream come true for me, and I treat it like that. You know, your GM, Mike Mayock, says that you and Coach Gruden are like an old married couple. Uh, the interesting yeah. thing is I covered my former colleague, Rich Gannon, when he was the quarterback for John Gruden and won the MVP, and I watched those guys go at it on the sideline. And I used to yeah. ask Rich, man, what was it like playing for that maniac? And he goes, <laughs> Boomer, he's never happy. He's always striving for greatness, and he's always pushing me, the quarterback, to become great. And that's why he got the best out of me. Do you have the same kind of relationship with Coach? Yeah, it's the same, you know, but maybe maybe since he's older, I mean, he tells me a hundred times a day how much he loves me, you know, and uh, but at the same time, he'll be the first one, you know, gussing me out, making sure that I'm on everything, you know, and not even if it's a good play, no, not quicker, quicker, you know, faster, yeah. faster, you know, <laughs> I can hear him now, you know, it doesn't matter how fast I get through read or the great ball I throw, like he'll, he'll say, he'll look at me and give me, you know, that look, you know, and then, and then two seconds later be like, but you could have thrown a hitch quicker, you know? <laughs> and so that's, that's how he is, but it's, it's brought something out of me that um, is pushing me to be better every single day. And when other coaches come up to me and they're like, man, since Gru's got there, you know, you know, and I just see your game going like this. And last year, I mean, you're still getting better. And, you know, coach McVay last week at the practices, things he said to me, I mean, that's, that, that's so cool to me because it shows, you know, coach Gruden pushing me and it's, it's paying off, man. The hard work's paying off. It really is paying off. There's no question about that. But, you know, I love some coaches that I played for. I hated some coaches I played for. But the one thing that I would never do is I would never live next to my head coach. <laughs> are you out of your mind? You, yeah. You, so you, you, you and Coach Gruden are neighbors, right? We are neighbors. We, I, we bought our house first. I'll say that. Uh, we had ours <laughs> first. And then all of a sudden, my wife came during the season in Oakland. She came out to check on something. And she sent me a picture. She's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, what? What happened? And it said Gruden residence. I said, where is that at? She said, literally one house away from oh. us. <laughs> but, but it's been great. They've been great. They've been uh, they've been great to our boys and uh, seeing Cindy, Mrs. Gruden, uh, you know, waving to her when I'm driving to the golf course and things like that. It's been it's been awesome. Oh, I can't even imagine. All right. We'll be back for our final two minute drill with the great Derek Carr right after this. Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds, protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and this season new customers can bet $1 on any NFL game and get $200 automatically. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code GAMETIME and place your bets now. The promo code is GAMETIME. We're back to Game Time, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back to Game Time, everyone. And when you think Las Vegas headlines, you think Elvis, Dino, Frank, Sammy, Celine, Siegfried, and Roy, and of course, Wayne Newton. But Derek Carr is poised to light up the town as the rebuilt Raiders hope to hit the postseason jackpot. And I got to tell you something, Derek. There are a lot of expectations for a lot of teams. The AFC is loaded with a lot of great young quarterbacks. You have two, in fact, right now in your own division in Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. We're not sure about Drew Locke just yet. But, man, this is going to be some race to the finish, especially in the AFC. Yeah, it's going to be a fight. You know, uh, you know Patrick and you know Herbert are great quarterbacks. They're fun to compete against. Great defenses in our 
our division also, you know, great talent everywhere. You know, I'm not going to start naming them because there's too many, but uh, very excited, you know, for, for uh, this season, obviously uh, Denver on defense, they're unbelievable. Vaughn's back, Chubb's back. I mean, they're going to, they're going to be ready to roll. You know, they got new secondary. It's going to be, it's going to be a dogfight. And, that's what you sign up for, you know, uh, especially when your back's against the wall, you know, when everyone, you know, picks you to finish last or things like that. And it, it is what it is, but we still got to roll the ball out there and play. And I think that's what's fun about football is you still get to line up and, uh, you know, still have an opportunity to do what you want to do. So the uh, Vegas now has a NFL team. They have an NHL team, the Golden Knights. And I know you've been a part of that in some of their games. I'm sure your kids probably love going to their games. Yeah. Do you think Vegas could adopt an NBA team, maybe an MLB team as well in the coming future? Absolutely. I think I think everything's leaning that way. Um, you know, everyone comes here anyway in the summers, you know, so I think that uh, we'd welcome it. I'd be definitely, definitely the first one sitting behind home plate if there's, you know, a baseball team. I, my boys love baseball. I love baseball and basketball, too. I'll be I'll be front row. I'll put my feet down. Hopefully, hopefully get a couple minutes, too. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know this. My college roommate was the Indianapolis uh, head coach, Frank Reich. You know, he once said when he retired, he either wanted to preach or coach. So he left the league for 10 years and created his own ministry down in North Carolina. And now he's one of the celebrated head coaches in the NFL. Do you see yourself following that same path? You know what I do? You know, again, I don't know which one it'll be. Um, I just have so much in me that I just want to help people. I, I love people, whether it's you know, helping in the coaching um, aspect or, or, or preaching. I'll, I'll definitely be preaching even if I am coaching. I definitely have that call in my life. My grandpa, my mom, you know, my grandmother, uncles, everybody has been in the ministry. So I definitely feel that. Um, and I, I already am doing that. But coaching, we'll see. Yeah, at what level also, I don't know. We'll see how things go. College football is getting kind of crazy nowadays. It's almost you know, like free agency and trading players anyway. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see when it comes. Well, that's great, Derek. Thanks so much for joining us today. And to all of you out there for watching on Boomer Science, and we'll see you again real soon right here on Game Time with Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Yeah, do you know where the, the no-huddle offense came from, uh, uh, Derek, as, as no, we sit here today? I do not know. Where did it come oh, from? Oh, really? Maybe it would be the 1985 Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> you might want to do some history. Uh, all right. Well, thank so, you, because I love it. <laughs> uh, it's good. It worked out great for both of us.